Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. I know that I'm not the typical voice that you hear uh, on an afternoon like this, uh, but I am sitting in for an open slot here. And this is live. You're listening on the Grace FM radio network. You're listening on uh, the, the app. You're listening live. Of course, you guys on Hope FM and on Truth FM, you're going to get this a week later. Uh, but we're grateful to be a part of what God is doing in your life. And this is the call. This is the show, I should say, where you are the ones that we get to talk to on the air. So it's kind of like a perpetual Q&A show every single day from this time here in Mountain Time. It's from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. That gets you on the air. And we also, as you well know, unless you're brand new to the program, which many are, we have a text line that is dedicated to texts and prayer requests, 720-336-0897, dedicated to your prayer requests and your questions for the show. It is used for the show for the hour. this hour of the day. Uh, it is used. Uh, so use it, and if you have a prayer request, you can text that number anytime, day or night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we will pray over your prayer requests, and we I will send them. So basically, they I get the prayer requests, I check them, pray over them, and then I send them off to our staff, to our school staff, to the pastor's wives, and also to our prayer team. So a lot of people pray over these requests. And don't forget, if God answers your prayer in some way, don't forget to text us back and let us know what God has done and how he's answered, so that not only are we praying, but we're also rejoicing in what God is doing. 303-690-3000. Here's a text question. Curious if pastor has ever heard of a creature named Robert Breaker. And if he seems legit, I don't know why he's called a creature. Maybe you meant preacher. Did you, you probably did that voice wise. I've never heard of him. Um, so I don't know much about him. If you want to send back uh, some information about him, I never heard of him. Um, and even if that's the, the right name, uh, but no, never heard of him. 303-690-3000. Ah, look at this familiar voice we haven't heard in a while. Bianca calling from Aurora, Colorado. Bianca, welcome to the program. You doing, Pastor Ed? That's a big uh, question, Bianca. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, in some I ways, know. I'm doing well. 
In other ways, it's uh, information overload and uh, leadership overload. But God's faithful. He's very faithful to give us the strength that we need. The question is, how are you doing? It's actually the same way I'm feeling, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not going to be fake here. I think it's time to be real, and I'm experiencing some of the same things you are, although I'm not a Mm. pastor, but who Uh says I have to be a pastor to feel this way? I mean... I got an email from some friends earlier today, I guess, and I'm not going to mention their names, but just reading through all these prayer requests they have, it seems like there's a lot of uncertainty in these people's lives, and I just really care a lot about them, and I just really want prayer for them. Well, would you like to lead in prayer? Would you like me to pray? What do you want to do, Bianca, since we haven't heard from you in forever? We haven't seen you in forever. um, What would you like to do? What if I start and you can finish? I think that's great. Let's do it. Father, I just want to pray for these people I don't want to name on the air, Lord. I know you know exactly who I'm talking about, Lord, and I just lift them up to you, Lord, especially since they're so involved in ministry, Lord, where they're at, Lord, and just all these issues they have with the country they're in, Lord. And I just lift them up to you, Lord, because they're really good friends, and I really care about them, and I don't want to see them make any decisions that'll affect them in any way negatively, or even the people they minister, Lord, and even as they have all these online ministries going on, Lord, I just pray that you continue to use them, and if they're feeling like, if they're feeling like they're, they're, they need to do something different, Lord, I just pray that you reveal it to them, Lord, but please just answer their prayers, Lord, and give them direction in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, thank you for the sensitivity of Bianca. Uh, She has a heart for her friends. Uh, She has a heart, even in her own life, Lord, she says she wants to be real and and wants to 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 peel back anything that that might be hiding or anything that might be like dis uh, not making making the reality of the situation unclear god we want it to be clear and we want you to to know uh, how much we need you and how desirous we are 
for your presence in our lives. So God, I pray that you would uh, fill your fill our sister with your Holy Spirit and strengthen her while she also waits for this quarantine to pass and encourage her. Encourage our sister Bianca in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And just to let you know, this was related to what I called you about last So Now okay. you know why I'm so burdened, because these people have just been such a good influence on my life, you know, and I just hate to see them go through so many things. Yeah. Oh, it's so difficult, but, you know, I know that the difficulties that we go through and endure uh, are used by God for His glory and ultimately for our good, and it's a matter of us surrendering and learning to walk in that surrendered life. So thanks for calling. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, it's certainly super challenging times we're in right now uh, in what God is allowing in our lives, what he's doing in our lives, uh, and and even as it extends to our friends and our family. Um, it's good to intercede and it's good to pray as as we allow the Holy Spirit to use us and draw us closer to him. Really, that's what it amounts to, just drawing closer to him, trusting him with our lives, trusting him with our families and our friends, trusting him with our church, and, and all of the things that come come alongside of that. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Yes. Yes, it is a different voice on this Tuesday afternoon because I'm filling in for an opening today. And I'm always grateful to be on the air. Uh, and tomorrow we have drive-through prayer in person on the property tomorrow where you are invited to join us if you want prayer. Um, our offices are open as well. Uh, we have never closed as a church. Uh, we have always been open, and we've had pastors on the property every single day during this time. Uh, and we've been available to minister to you, and we've been available to provide opportunities for encouragement, for prayer, for help. Uh, and one of the things that we added uh, is drive through prayer. And you just come by on the property. We have pastors on the property to pray for you, to pray with you, uh, and to encourage you in the Lord. 303-690-3000. Over to Lakewood, Colorado. John is calling. John, welcome to the program. Hey, John, you're on the air. All right. How about back to... Across country to New Jersey, Mina is calling. Mina, welcome to the program. Hey, Mina, are you with us? All right, we've got calls dropping left and right today. That means all our lines are open. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions. We've got a text that came through. Uh, asking for the salvation of our son and reconciliation. And so let's pray for that. Father, we know that this particular prayer request has a particular man uh, in mind for their salvation, 
and for that reconciliation. And both of those are impossible. They're impossibilities. Made possible by the power of your Holy Spirit, God. By the third person of the Holy Trinity. The Holy Spirit sent into the world to convict of sin. And I pray that for this young man. And I pray for them to be reconciled as a family. That humility and repentance would be there. That a true broken heart would be there. And there's just too many believers with hard hearts. And then they find other believers with hard hearts. And all they do is talk about their own issues and never really encourage each other to be humble and to be broken before the Lord. So I pray for reconciliation. And especially those that are listening in, uh, maybe those that are, are listening in from a distance, just trying to find out what's going on. And in reality, you have a word for them to speak into their lives. So I pray for salvation and reconciliation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Lines are wide open this afternoon. 303-690-3000. Or you can text me, 720-336-0897. Would love to hear from you this afternoon. This last weekend, uh, I shared a Bible study in a series we're doing called With. And we're learning during this time and relearning and being reminded of the great shepherd, the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep and how important it is for us as sheep to follow him. How important it is for us as sheep to follow closely. And at the end of the message, I concluded with, this statement, and I picked this statement up from Pastor Gino Geraci from Crosstown here in Denver, Calvary Chapel, South Denver, a uh, good friend of mine, and I've adopted it as my own. I don't think he made it. I don't think he made it up. I think he got it from somewhere too. But you know, when something becomes your own, it becomes your own. But the first person I heard it was Gino, and he said, "I believe in the security of the believer." and the insecurity of the make-believer. I believe in the security of the believer, and I believe in the insecurity of the make-believer. And we were, we were talking about the characteristics of a believer. Uh, we were talking about the significance of, of your commitment to the Lord, uh, and, and that you could know that you're saved, and you could know that... <clears throat> that your salvation is secure. And that was one of the attributes that we were studying in John 10 is the security of the believer, that no one can snatch you out of the hand of the shepherd, and no one can snatch you out of the hand of the Father, and that you're safe and secure. And at the end of the message, and by the way, we're taking calls. They're wide open. I'm just filling some time here uh, talking about topics that may interest you, um, but it, I'd much rather take your calls 303-690-3000, wide open lines. And I know uh, it's a different voice on this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, typically, Pastor Jeff Figs is with us, but he is not available for the show today. So I picked up the slot uh, in order to serve uh, you and just uh, do my part uh, in jumping in. And, and quite frankly, it's very encouraging uh, with all the decisions and things that I have to make to just to get an hour of 
talking about the Lord and and being encouraged just through questions, see what's going on in your life. It's very encouraging. Uh, so give me a call. The, call, the show's really not the same without calls. 303-690-3000. Text me, 720-336-0897. So at the end of the message this weekend, I gave 10 points, 10 things to look at in your life that distinguish the believer and the make-believer or the unbeliever. And I gave 10 elements that were intended to bring great joy into your life, not not to discourage you, but to encourage you that these are attributes that are yours as a born-again believer, Uh, not to overwhelm or discourage, but to, to look for them and to develop them and to cultivate them and to appreciate them and thank God for them. And if we have some time later on in the show, I'll go through all 10. Or you can just email me. I haven't. I, I was thinking about posting them to the blog, but I just haven't had the chance. I don't know when I'm going to have the chance, but soon enough. 303-690-3000. We're going to go to Loveland, Colorado. Nathan is on the line. Nathan, welcome to the program. Hey, Ed. I got a quick question. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've got just over 130 days of sobriety. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. So the... the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous often relates to God as our higher power. And I guess, you know, in relating to other alcoholics, you know, is that blasphemous to say God is a higher power? Or, or how, would, how would you personally try to relay that message? Or is there well, a I different pers- message I need to be relaying? Well, I, I think that Alcoholics Anonymous is a great tool like any great tool, uh, can be used for particular needs. It's not for everyone. Uh, and truly, I, my, my, having come from that background myself, uh, having gone through Alcoholics Anonymous, I was court-mandated to go to Alcoholics Anonymous as an unbeliever. Uh, it had no effect on my life. It had no spiritual effect on my life. You know, I walked into Alcoholics Anonymous addicted to alcohol. I walked out of Alcoholics Anonymous addicted to alcohol. Uh, I was only... I was only sober by the power of God in my life. And I believe anyone is only sober by the power of God in their life for any length of time. But it is a tool. And so I don't discourage people from using tools in their life. Kind of like when you're quitting smoking, you know, if you're going to use the patch, I'm not going to discourage that. I know that God can deliver without the patch. But if the patch helps you get to the goal, I think God can use tools, right? He uses people to declare the gospel. He didn't have to do that, but he does. He uses tools. Um, and when it comes to Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, it, it has its roots and foundation in Christianity to some degree. However, when it comes to the big book and when it comes to the the declaration of, of the higher power, you know as well as I do, Alcoholics Anonymous allows you to define that higher power however you want. And so therefore, we could not categorize Alcoholics Anonymous as a Christian evangelistic group. Uh, They actually encourage the sobriety over and above the spiritual life of the person. And I'm not saying that's necessarily bad, because that would be like saying, I don't like hammers because... It doesn't get. It doesn't allow me to to screw a screw into the wood, because hammers do. They hammer nails. Screwdrivers put screws into wood, right? However, so with all that being said, 
I believe it's important that if you choose to be a part of that organization, and it's a tool that God has used to help you stay sober, that when you describe the higher power, you describe the one true God. You'd give that definition of who that one true God is. For example, if someone was just saying flippantly, uh, I believe in God, well, our response would be, describe the, describe your God to me, and let's talk about your God. And the precedent for this is biblical. And you'll remember a time in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, Paul was in the area of Athens on Mars Hill. And as he was on Mars Hill there, he was provoked, the Bible says. Um, it says in Acts chapter 17, verse 16, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. And then when he began to preach the gospel, he says this in verse 22, Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you're very religious, for I was passing through the considering the objects of your worship, I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. And then he begins with the rest of Acts 17 to describe the one true God. So I don't think it's necessarily blasphemous, no. Um, because if you take the time, like for example, if you're, if you're a believer in God and you keep saying higher power, it'd be better for you to address who you know it's referring to, or even more than what it's referring to. Um, and then if you're communicating with someone else, I don't think it's blasphemous to use that phrase, higher power, but I do think it would be uh, wrong of you and wrong of me if I didn't take that person to the one true God using that phrase. Okay, that makes sense. I've always kind of worried about that, so I just I had to ask. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous are helpful. I think that the the system has brought many people to a place of sobriety. The problem that I've always had is it just leaves it short. You know, you can you can get a person sober, but you can't get a person to heaven. Um, we need to take them all the way, and so I don't think that it's necessarily it's necessary that that every believer pull out of Alcoholics Anonymous because we need believers there. However, the system itself is not a system that's going to get him to Jesus. Only the gospel is going to get him to Jesus. I couldn't agree more. So congratulations on how many days? 130 what? 133 today. Man, that's awesome. Let me see. I'm, I'm going to do, I'm just going to do 365 times. I really don't pay much attention to this. So for about 20, I don't have the exact uh, days, but 365 days times 29 years is 10,585 days at least that I've been completely 100% delivered and sober. 10,585 days. That's a lot. That's awesome. Congratulations. Praise God. Let me see. I, uh, Let's go all the way. I, I like doing this. That's 254,000 hours. And then <laughs> that is one. Let me see. Three. Let me see. Three, three, 15 million. 242 and 400,000 seconds. <laughs> Something like that. That's a lot. 
It's good stuff. It's worth it. It's it's it definitely is. a lot better than uh, than the alternative. And I, I, I yeah. honestly I can't uh, I can't disagree with what you said earlier at all. I, I can't claim any of my sobriety on my own. It's a hundred percent through the grace of God that I'm sober today. Yeah, and we we are very grateful you're sober. I bet you're a much nicer, kinder man and more usable to the master sober. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Well, thanks for calling, Nathan. Thanks, Ed. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. We're going to go over to Lakewood. Adrian is calling. Adrian, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Hi. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ed. I had a question. I um, actually just wanted to know, because I was listening the other day, and I can't remember who was speaking, but um, he was talking about how faith uh, without good works is dead. And I don't, I don't quite understand what does that mean. It, it means that it's worth your faith in the moment is worthless. It has no outward effect on the people around you or in your own life if it's not being lived out in your life. So for example, James, it's from the book of James, right? And he says, he even says, show me your work. Your, you show me, I think he says, show me your faith. Let me look it up real quick. Like what James is saying is that what good is it that you say you believe if it doesn't have any outward effect on the people around you or on the situations? So that you say you have faith, but you have no outward works. What good is your faith? That's really what he's saying. Okay, because I was thinking maybe he was saying, like, there were some good works that I needed to, I, I guess, do, you know what I mean, in order to show my faith. That's what I thought. But Well, I suspect that there are. That's a good question to ask. I suspect that there are works because the Bible says that God saved you by grace for works, so you have a specific purpose on the earth. You personally, Adrian, has it. I have my works. You have your works but not for the sake of proving to God we love him or earning our salvation, but rather living out an obedient life to, to accomplish the will of God and the purposes for what he sent us. So there are things that God has for you uh, in your life, just like there's things that God has for me in my life. So how do I find it out? Like, um, like, I don't know, because sometimes I have trouble, I guess, hearing God's voice. I don't know if it's because I'm not fasting enough or or, or what. Well, I think that you are hearing God's voice just fine. Uh, I okay. think that what you need to do is train your ears. For example, how do we hear the voice of God? We, we hear the voice of God through his word, God's word to us. So let's say you're reading the Bible, and the Bible says, Adrian, love your neighbor. And now you've heard the voice of God. Now your question is, well, who's my neighbor? And you can hear God say back to you, well, the person in front of you, your boss, your kids, your that person at the at the market. You know, as you begin to look at your life as you're abiding in Christ and you're receiving his voice through his word, all you need to do is just start acting. Like somehow you had a question and you called the show, but you know, calling the show was an act of obedience because the Holy Spirit prompted you to call this show. You think you did it, but through your relationship with the Lord, to get clarity, God helped you from the inside and prompted you to call this show. So you calling this show was a work that came from your faith, that you trusted God would give you an answer. And I suspect you have a lot more of that in your life um, that you're not giving yourself credit for 
of the Holy Spirit working in you. Okay. And it's it, that should encourage you, not discourage you, because you're like, well, Ed, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know, I, I don't think I ever hear the Lord, but you, but you, you hear God all the time, especially if you're listening to the radio. God spoke to you through a radio message. You started thinking about it, and you're like, I don't know what that, who that guy was or what he said, but I, I want clarity. That came from the Lord. That's pretty powerful. Amen. I didn't think of it like that until you broke it down. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. I, I think you have a follow-up question, so I'm going to put you on hold. And after the break, I want you to give me that clarifying question in your mind, okay? So hold on. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. Got open lines. Give me a call. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. You're right, it is a different voice today. Pastor Jeff is unavailable uh, and wherever he is, the Lord bless him. I'm sitting in for him. It is live, and I. my name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church. Grateful to be a small part of your life and what God's doing in your life. We have some open lines, 303-690-3000. During the break, I went out and had a, a little quick piece of bread, and now I've got the hiccups, and there's nothing worse. Well, that's true. There's a lot of things worse, but... It is not fun to have hiccups in live radio, let me just tell you. So I'm going to try uh, to hold my breath a couple of times to get rid of these. 303-690-3000. Okay, Adrian, uh, you had a couple minutes to think it through. Do you have, I have a follow-up comment, but do you have a follow-up question that maybe was sparked through our conversation? Well, um, what I thought my question might have been was, um, how do I continue, I guess, to to show my, uh, I guess, good works um, as far as, like, to, to people, I guess, on the outside, like, not as far as, like, mm -hmm. just the people that's in my household, but people that I, I guess, I guess like, that I come across daily or, um, I don't know. Well, let's let me let's ask let's ask it a different way, and then I'll take it back to the Bible. You you work right? You have a job. I do. You wake up in the morning. You get ready. You head off to work. You go. Is it a cubicle type job? No, I work for Amazon. Okay, so you go to the. Do you work for the warehouse? Yes. All right, so you you go to the warehouse. Do you park out in the parking lot waiting for someone to come out and get you and tell you what to do? No. <laughs> You, you you head to the parking lot, you get out, you clock in, and go do your job, right? Yes. And so nobody needs to tell you that nobody needs to give you instruction. I mean, you again, knowing your job, you're, you might have a different day, different rules, different things. But generally, you know what you're supposed to do. Right. And gen I would say that with that same mindset, see, here, here's what I think we do. And you may or may not be here, but for those listening in, here's what we have a tendency to do. We, we make other things so much easier, and then when it comes to the things of God, we complicate things. Oh, my God. And bad. so give me, give me three things you're supposed to do as a believer. Just give me three things. Um, 
spread the gospel. Okay. Um, Number one. What else? Good. Um, what do believers do? They read the Bible. Bible, yeah, 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 yeah. They pray. Uh, pray, yeah. They are kind. Yes, absolutely. And you, so you get where I'm going, right? Those are all. Those could all be considered actions or works that come because of your faith relationship with God. And That's your day's filled with them. More than that. <laughs> yeah, your day's filled with them. And right. that that like you are you're completely consumed with the things of God. You're not perfect, I'm not perfect, but you're you're desiring uh to grow, your desire like the Bible is an action book. It gives us the characteristics of who God is, our relate and then once our relationship is established with God from the inside mm-hmm. out, God begins to give us direction. And he begins to show us a new way of living. Uh, he began like if you if you if you moved on from Amazon, mm-hmm. and you went to and you got a brand new job, it mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense for you to drive back to the warehouse, walk through the door, and think that those were the works for you. You're what? done with that work. That's you wouldn't go back there. It, it wouldn't make any sense to you whatsoever. If you did go back there. They would probably call the police and say, are you okay? Because you're not in your right mind. That's how sin is. When we sin, we're not in our right mind. We're going back to things or we're going to things that are bad works or are works of what the Bible would call the works of the flesh or old sinful habits. And and so now the way that your life is directed, God says, here's your new life. You keep you. You worship me. And I will help you in what you're, where you're to go, what you're to do, what you're to say. That's true. And, okay. you know, the, the faith, now coming back full circle to the question, faith without works is dead. That, the, the whole point of what James was saying is that there were people that said they had faith, but you couldn't see it in their lives at all. It, it was that there was, they said, like, it's, it's okay. So same illustration, ready? It would be like saying, um, somebody like your next door neighbor. So your ex, your absolutely next door neighbor, you guys are outside, you're talking next to your cars and they go, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. I I just got a brand new job at Amazon. I'm going to be working right next to you. And then you never, ever, ever see them ever show up at Amazon ever. They said they had a job but they never followed through. So, you know, I don't know how Amazon's going to give you one or two days and they're just going to fire you, take you out of the system. But God doesn't do that. Instead, he doesn't fire us and take us out of the system. He allows us. And this is where um, I remember this scripture. Um, It's in the book of Revelation in chapter two. Jesus Christ is talking to a church of Ephesus and he's, he's rebuking them and calling them to repentance. And listen to what he says. He says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. It's, it's like he's calling them back to simplicity. He says, you guys, you need to repent from where you're at right now. You need to turn away from the sinful condition you're in right now. You need to remember what it was like and go back to the simple days. And you know what we would say today would go back and just read your Bible. Let's let's minimize all the complexity. Just read your Bible and pray. And as churches start to open up again, go worship with your church. If you haven't been watching online, watch online with your church family and 
and like get back to the simple things because it's in the simple things that God begins to lead you in other things. Like if you never showed up, like it would be like, again, the, the whole Amazon thing, you would never get a promotion if you weren't faithful in your job. So just show up and do your job. Show up and do your job. I think that's a great way to say, hey, just show up and worship God and you'll see the rest of it follow in your life. Okay. Okay. And one final word for you, a personal encouragement. I've already given you one, but let me give you a second one. Number one, I think you hear God far more than you give credit, yourself credit for. And then two, I, I believe that you have far more works in your life than you give yourself credit for. And it may be because you grew up in a religious system that was really heavy on what we would call legalism or you might have grown up in a home where you you didn't get the kind of affirmation or the encouragement that some people get. So you're always trying harder, trying harder, trying harder. But God's not like that. He loves you. He loves you in your worst condition. He loves you in your best condition. And, and he is pleased, even by this phone call, with your heart condition, desiring to honor and obey him. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to ask just one more question. Um, um, do you think that people should fast? Like, because I know in the Bible it does say, um, not if you fast, but when you fast. Do you think, since that is a requirement, um, is there like a certain amount of days you should fast? Or is there like a time of the day that you could fast? Or do you wait to just hear from God to fast? Or All of the above. You know, the good news about what you what you noticed is that the fasting is expected, it's not suggested. Jesus' teaching, right? He, he put fasting with prayer. He put fasting with giving. And prayer, fasting, giving, they're all expected by God. And with when it comes to fasting, there's no real direction on timing. There's no real direction on how often. Um, but there is direction to fast. And I believe when you and I fast, there are times when maybe the church would call a fast or... You know, there might be a national fast, but most of the time, it's just simply God giving you direction and saying, daughter, I want you to, I, I want you to give up food and seek my face. And you just do it. Okay, okay. All right, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for calling and sticking around. Yes. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Got a call. I got a text from Louisiana. Uh, they have a question that says, I want to know about a phenomena called sleep paralysis. That is real. I've uh, been dealing with episodes. Uh, I know in my heart of hearts, it's more of a scientific, natural thing. I would agree with you, generally. Uh, things that happen during these episodes, I don't know what to think sometimes. Any feedback would be appreciated. Um, besides praying, my brother in Louisiana Go see a doctor. Go see a doctor and have them do a sleep test on you uh, because this is pretty common and it's okay to see a doctor. Just like you'd see a doctor for a broken uh, arm, you'd see a doctor for a broken leg, you can see a doctor for a broken brain that's interrupting your sleep patterns so that you can get rest. And they do sleep studies. Um, they, are, um, they are very good at this kind of stuff. And I'd encourage you to go do that as soon as possible. Like right, well, it's probably a little late in Louisiana, but uh, in the morning when you wake up, make an appointment and get in there. 303-690-3000 is the number. 
Where are we at here? Is it Marsha? Let's go to Marsha in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Marsha, welcome to the program. Oh, we probably lost Marsha too. Father, I pray for Marsha. She desires us to intercede for her four kids, to be guided with God or by you, God, with direction for her grandkids and for her as she's finding it very challenging to open the Bible these days. And I know that's a big, this whole quarantine thing, God, has been very hard for so many people. So help us, God, in our humanity. In Jesus' name, amen. Todd in Strasburg, Colorado. Todd, welcome yes. to the program. Thank you. I, You're I, welcome. I'm kind of curious as to, uh, I've always been curious and really haven't had my, don't feel satisfied with the, the answers I've gotten in the past as far as dinosaurs and how they, okay. how they fit into the timeline and we're in the Bible and, and uh, just any kind of clarification you can give me on that. Yes, dinosaurs exist uh, alongside man uh, in um, all the way up to the flood. And I believe the flood is what eliminated dinosaurs. Uh, and they were, I mean, I mean, got to look real quick. I don't know this off the top of my head. I, I should. Dinosaurs were created on the day that animals were created. So what day was that? Oh, oh man. I got to look. I don't have my. So whatever day that was, was it day three, day four? Whatever day animals were created, that's when dinosaurs were created. And they okay. died with the flood. Okay. Um, so See now, me... what about... Noah taken two of every of every animal. Were they actually on the ark too as well? Um, uh, that that is a great question. Um, was were dinosaurs on the ark? Hmm. I mean, we'll probably never know. But, um, no. That again, this is not one of my strengths. These, uh, but you know whose strength this is. Uh, this is a ministry. Let me give you their website, AnswersInGenesis.org. AnswersInGenesis.org. Okay. So, uh, so let me read to you. In Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says that two of every sort of land, seven of clean animals, were brought by God to the ark. Therefore, dinosaurs, land vertebrates, were represented on the ark, Okay. Uh, 668 names of dinosaurs. There were probably only 55 different kinds. Uh, and let's see here. So then if the flood did not wipe them out, yeah, you got me on this one. I, I have, um, let's find out what they say here. So how long have you been thinking about this? Oh, I've, you know, as a kid, I always grew up with dinosaurs, and my father was—he's uh, a Christian—and we we were always fascinated with it, and uh, you know, digging up fossil bones and Noah's Ark and stuff like that, and just kind of—it's uh, always kind of been in the back of my mind. And a lot of a lot of pastors would say, uh, you know, you just kind of have faith, you know, and you do, but you're just all looking for that answer, I guess, yes. um, a little more definite. Um, because I mean, there it's it's evident that they were here, but right. we don't no we doubt don't about see, it. but we see no we it's kind of a missing kind of a missing link. So it's just um, no. I, All right. So here here's some thoughts. Um, I'm I'm perusing through an article. Uh, when did the great extinction occur? Um, 
here are some thoughts because we don't know for sure. Perhaps dinosaur eggs sure. were eaten by small mammals with insatiable appetites. Perhaps the eggs of late crustaceous dinosaurs lost their viability. Perhaps it was due to reversal in the Earth's magnetic field. Perhaps they were wiped out by a small asteroid or meteorite. Perhaps it was a normal event. Perhaps intense volcanic uh, activity associated. So in my mind, I skipped a step with the extinction because the on the call screen, now I understand where my head was going. The fossil record associates with a cataclysmic event that many dinosaurs were caught in, right? They were caught in the flood because right, only like two flood, of each kind yeah. were brought in. So I skipped a step there. Now I know where my head is. Uh, and the extinction comes over time where there wasn't a lot. Um, they just didn't find themselves re procreating um, as fast after the flood. And, and yet the fossil record can exist because of the flood. So I just missed a step in between there. Okay. Well, still kinda... So I would suggest um, <laughs> right? a, deeper, a deeper look at this would be answersingenesis.org. This is what they live for. This is the only part of their ministry that okay. covers these. And they have some incredibly genius scientists uh, that answer these types of questions, uh, which is where I just went to see that article. Okay. Genesis.org. Yes. Okay. I will look that up. I'm driving right now, so I'll have to look that up. A little okay. bit later, but but that's, you do it. Uh, yeah, that's just it's still you know it probably will never be a hundred percent clear because I mean we're not uh, not we don't have anything as far as evidence other than fossils themselves, and I mean there's really not a mud not no mention of it in the Bible necessarily. Um, right. And maybe they like you said they 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 were killed afterwards. Uh, it's hard. We'll never know. <laughs> we, yeah, we don't know uh, the exact, no. but but right. I did want to make sure that we realized that the the catastrophic worldwide flood sure. would flood, account yeah. for the current fossil record. Right. Right. Yep. <clears throat> I mean that part makes sense, but just how how it fit in the timeline with with everybody else, um, you know, I, I think there's one mention of a leviathan or. Uh, Yes. Something in the Bible. And other than in, that... In the though, book of Job? Right. Mm -hmm. And other than that, I don't think there's um, any other mention of anything like that, I don't believe. So, yeah, I believe but, that dinosaurs existed uh, alongside man and not the current fictional right. accounts of men being cavemen and being dumb. And uh, man was created... Adam and Eve were created with a, a super un sin sinless intelligence... They weren't caveman. Adam and Eve was not a caveman or a cave woman, uh, right. and and it, the way that the narrative that's been handed down to us through our culture is not consistent with the Bible. Okay, well, I will definitely check that out. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for calling. Thank you. Bye bye. Good day. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Margaret in Denver, Colorado. Margaret, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, yes, I have a couple of questions. Well, actually, three. Uh, okay. There's not too much to ask. Um, I was explaining to the gentleman that I was talking to first okay. that 
I donate a little bit of money each month for, you know, for the animals that's been neglected and they just uh, basically have them and they don't do nothing for them. So they take them away from the uh, people that had them and then they uh, get them back, uh, you know, to get them back on their feet and then they put them back up to adopt so people can adopt them. Yes. And, uh, if they're sick, they'll, you know, they'll fix him up. And um, so my son told me that, that there was no good to donate unless you know exactly where the money's going and what they're doing with it. Yes. And I thought, well, I believe they're doing good with the money that I, you know, that I tried to help. And he says, well, God died for men, uh, for people, not for, not for animals. So would it be wrong for me to feel bad <laughs> about animals? No, it's not wrong for you to feel bad about animals at all, because the Bible says that a, that a person, uh, a, a true follower of God, loves animals, and animals are valuable to God, uh, and we're to take care of animals and to use them uh, and to enjoy them as God created. So no, it's not bad. But your son does have a good point in that wherever you give your money, you're going to want to know how they use it. For example, if you're giving to an organization that, that has commercials on television all day, you know they're pay, some of your money is paying for those commercials, right? You know that they're paying money for commercials. So if you're okay with, you know, let's say you're giving $10. If you're okay with $3 going to commercials, that aren't really, they're just fundraising. And then maybe another $2 going, or another $5 going to the people that work there, you know, the CEO. And like, so your your son does have a good point that you want to know how money is used. Um, personally, I like to give to organizations that I'm familiar with that have low overhead, like, you know, maybe the Dumb Friends League, because that's local. Uh, and I know what they're doing or a local, there's a, there's a, uh, and I don't know if they're still doing it, but here in Parker, uh, in Parker, Colorado, I should say, there is a, uh, a, an organization that uses animals as a way to spread the gospel and help, um, mentally challenged children. And so you could see that there's a lot of different ways you could give your money where you knew what they were doing. But if you're just watching those commercials that put all the animals on, like, you know, uh, you're paying for their commercials, not just for the animals, because they're just raising money, raising money, raising money. And you may want to find an organization that is local, that uses more of your money for what you want to do to take care of animals. But there's nothing wrong with giving to an organization that takes care of animals, no. And did you ever hear about the ASSPI or something like that? Is is the animal? I think it's the ASPCA. animals. Yeah, I and think it's they the AS. Show commercials once in a while, and that's how I heard about it. <clears throat> oh, well, they they show uh, commercials all the time. Like they they are aggressive, and commercials are not cheap. Um, so they have to pay for that airtime. I'm not saying that's bad or good. I'm just saying that's the facts. You know, that's some people mm -hmm. don't have a problem with it. Other people do, and the they um, you know they just have a good fundraising. They they raise a lot of money, and I'm sure they do a lot of good. And, uh, you're, and you're, I know one thing that I don't 
uh, really alive because, you know, you give what you can. But uh, a lot of the times uh, every year, well, we want a little bit more. We need a little bit more. And so right. I'm all the way up to almost $40. And I'm like, well, I want to help some of the stuff, you know, like maybe money for the, hung- for the hungry. Yes. And I use animals. So and it's now, okay you know, if you it's okay if you don't it's okay if you don't give them all that money you know it's okay if you take if you don't because they're just going to once they have your name and again I, I'm not speaking for the people in particular but once they have their name you get all these letters all these emails you get all these pictures and you know it's it started out at nineteen dollars a month then they wanted more then they wanted more and you know they're just going to keep asking 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 because they know that the odds of people saying yes, like your sincerity. I like I don't know the whole conversation you have with your son, but it does sound out sound like that your son has your best interest at heart and it's okay to listen to him. Um it's okay. It's okay yeah, to so give to someone else. To find somebody else, you know, somewhere like local like you said, and then yes. do uh, give it to them. But now I'm feel really bad because I feel like, I feel like if I take it away is like I feel like I've been helping those animals, and now I'm going to feel really bad about taking it away and giving it to somebody else because I feel that some animals being helped with the money. Yeah. Well, I have to say that the, the fact that you feel really bad is one of the things that organizations take advantage of. And you don't have to feel bad that you pray over the money God gives you, and then you give it to the people that you want to give it to, and you don't have to feel bad that you don't give it to one organization and you give it to another. Believe me, the ASPCA will be just fine without with if you choose to give like maybe to the Dumb Friends League or to uh, the a homeless shelter or to a food bank or God will honor. And if you choose to keep giving it to the ASPCA because you love animals and you realize that God loves animals too, it's okay. okay. But let me let me say this. Let me say this. When my parents were a little bit older and I heard about what my mom was doing, I would also give her the same advice. I would say, Mom, I want you to think about what you're doing because, um, and whatever reason, you know. And so it sounds like your son really cares for you and he's trying to help you make decisions. But I'm here to help you say, to tell you, don't feel guilty. Your heart to give is, is a blessing to God. Well, he says, go on the internet and do some research. And he knows that I'm not good with any <laughs> internet because I am older. And so I don't, you know, I don't know how to do that. My husband yes. passed away but eight years ago, and I haven't been in the internet for that long. And okay. so I told him I don't know how to do those things. And so I said, there's okay, no well, way I can me, research, you know. Let me help you. Um, I know here locally that the Dumb Friends League does a great job uh, with taking care of animals. And so you could just uh, find them on online. And if, you're, if, uh, if you hold on, I'll actually have Kevin give you the phone number for the Dumb Friends League, and you could call them. And then also downtown uh, with the Denver Rescue Mission, they're a very good organization uh, that you could give to. Even on our, on our radio station, we have a organization that helps parent teenage parents learn how to be better parents because in in God's name like there's a lot of opportunities that God could give to you 
uh, that you know that your heart to give would would be honored and and at least you know what it's the dumb friends league is right in town here and you could see what they're doing and even that organization that's on our radio station um, i know the sister i was teaching up in um, commerce city a few months ago and she's up there fellowshipping at, at my friend's church there and just hearing the stories uh, of what she's doing instead of these kids getting abortions they're teaching teenagers how to be parents i mean it's amazing it's awesome and I can, as soon as we put you on hold, Kevin can give you the phone number, and at least you could talk to them. That sounds good. And um, I'll move on. Do you mind if I ask you one more question? Well, the show's coming to an end, so if I can answer it in 30 seconds, I'll try. Okay. He, he, <clears throat> do you ever hear of food for the poor, and I guess they send it to other countries? No, I haven't heard of food for the poor, uh-uh. So anyway, I'm giving to that, and she says, you don't want to do that because and then if they're not teaching in the word of the Lord, then they're just going to die with a full belly. And I'm like, well, well I, I know that I mean, it sounds like you're lo- watching a lot of local television where they slam you with all these commercials and they start tugging at your heartstrings. If you were my mom, I would say stop giving to commercials because they just get you. You watch them so much and they just get you. And instead, look for something local, because uh, I think God will honor that. So I'm sorry, Annette. I mean, I'm sorry. I got to go. Um, great to join you today. May the Lord bless you and encourage you. Look forward to being back with you tomorrow. Uh, this is Calvary Live on Grace FM. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.